of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, we're going to talk high school state finals here in just one second, but uh, we went to break saying, well, let's wait uh, until we find out who's going to play for the Buckeyes before we make our picks on that one. Well, we know now one Buckeye that will not play is Jackson Smith in Jigba. He has announced um, he's skipping the playoffs and preparing for the NFL draft. So, um, man, that must be one hell of a hamstring injury. I've never had one, JT, so I don't know. Uh, but I, have you ever heard of a guy missing an entire season with a hamstring injury? I, I, I don't know, but it doesn't surprise me. And, you know, at this point in time, with as few games as he played this year, maybe it's for the best. So he will not go. So uh, Emeka Ibuka and Marvin Harrison Jr. will be your top wideouts in that game. Now we wait to find out about Travion Henderson and his foot, right. as well as Mayan Williams and whatever injury he has to see if those guys, they better get one of those two running backs back if they're going to have any chance against Georgia. That's all I'll say. I don't care what adjustments they well, make. If they don't have one of those two guys, they're screwed. You can't be giving up 75-yard touchdown plays either. I mean, well, that, that that's too. a foregone conclusion. I mean, but if you look at Georgia, defense, I think the strength of Georgia is going to be their defense, but you can't allow that offense to get, get off the way Michigan did against you. So there's the latest news on the Buckeyes. We'll talk more about it with Tim May coming up at 4.30. Right now we want to go to the hotline and bring in an author and CEO and head high school writer at keonsports.com. Uh, his most recent book, Northeast Ohio High School Football Rivalries, a history. Uh, it makes for a great Christmas present, especially in Stark County, if you love high school football like you do. So go pick that up at Barnes & Noble or online. Vince McKee joining us right now. Vince, thanks for making time for us. How are you? Hey, I'm uh, I'm thrilled to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I know I'm here to talk high school football, but I just have to say this. I look back to 2002 with that magical, magical Ohio State football national championship run that we went on, and I can't imagine for a single second one of those guys sitting out to prepare for the NFL draft. Amazing. I know. Yeah, but make. did anybody have a torn hamstring in, in that team? Well, um, Claret was hurt all year, and he played through that. He came back and played uh, through yep. most of that. Don't so, know how bad. Um, but I agree with him. The times have changed. Yeah. No People, question. Players are looking out for themselves more than, you know, what was uh, part of the team camaraderie of, of that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Trestle squad that uh, shocked Miami. So uh, we'll see what the guys they have, Vince, what they can do come uh, December 31st, 8 o'clock in Atlanta advantage Georgia in the Peach Bowl. Um, you covered all seven high school football state championship games over the weekend, so let's start this way, Vince McKee. What game jumped out at you either from the standpoint of most exciting game or most surprising game over the weekend? Well, I'll tell you what, it might just be one and the same, and that was opening night. Thursday night with Toledo Central Catholic defeating Hoban 28-21. to just an amazing game. You saw uh, uh, Cleo Central Catholic get up in this one, 14-0. Hoban starting to make a move in the second quarter when uh, the pass goes through. Crable's hands gets picked off, taking all the way back, pick six, 92 yards. 
by Brandon uh, Braden Owls of Toledo Central Catholic. And you know what? Just like that, at 21 nothing, the steam was kind of let out of the tires. But as you know, Tim Tyrell is going to do, he's going to motivate that team. He's going to make those adjustments. Hoban comes all the way back, cuts it down to 28-21. You know, they get down to the last play of the game with a shot to tie it. Lamar Sperling rushes for 356 yards. That's a Division Two record. A Division One record was 393. He almost got to that. Just an amazing, amazing Thursday night to start what ended up being a pretty incredible weekend. Vince, I want to ask you about that entire weekend. We're looking at the attendance numbers. The Division Three game draws the best crowd at seven thousand, almost eight thousand, seven thousand seven hundred ninety. What does that say about the state of high school football in the state of Ohio? Shouldn't there be more people watching these games, or is it simply because it's so late in the year? And maybe the weather was just too crappy. You know what? I'm not real sure because I look back to 2018, which wasn't that long ago, and you had a Maslin versus Holman game, which I still to this day say was one of the greatest state championship games of all time, and you had 21,000 people in those stands sold out. We saw it all weekend long, very small crowds. I can't wrap my head around it. I could tell you something about that Canfield game, 35-14, Brock Lowry going to Indiana um, to play quarterback. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, the Canfield quarterback, he tore it up. And, you know, with with us writing about every single game, I'll give you this little nugget. We wrote about every game, and we have a YouTube highlight package for every single game. And obviously, as the CEO, the admin of our website, I could see where the hits come from. Crazy enough, that game might have had the highest attendance, and it's also had the highest number of views coming into the site to to read about it. So what that says about Canfield and Bloom Carroll, uh, you know, it's pretty incredible. Then you factor in that that game was at, I want to say, I want to say 2 o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. So just kind of odd how that all worked out. But uh, honestly, to answer your question, I don't have an exact answer. I don't know if you want to lower ticket costs. I don't know if it's the weather. I don't know if it's the fact that Spectrum shows you all seven games for free. There's a lot of factors there. Well, we know one thing. If Maslin's playing, they're going to travel. So I guess the other question would be this. Does it need to be centrally located? Is this a problem with people not traveling from the southern part of the state? Well, I look at it when it was in Columbus. You know, you had the same types of crowds, and it might have seemed even smaller because of the bigger stadium. Down, I mean, in Cincinnati, you had Wyoming come up, and they had to play last, right, on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. So you – for those fans to make that game, that's at least a three-and-a-half-hour trip. So if you want to move it more central, that's something the, you know, the OHSAA would have to consider. But it's, it's, uh, they make it affordable because you could buy – I'm pretty sure there's ticket packages. I haven't bought a, a ticket to a high school football game in 10 years. I couldn't sure. tell you what they cost off the top of my head. But I do know that there's packages that, that were supposed to make it affordable for fans. We're talking uh, right now high school football with Vince McKee. Follow him on Twitter at SportsKey, K-E-E, number one. So it's at SportsKey1 about the seven high school state championship games over the weekend. Uh, Toledo Central Catholic started it off as the five seed, upending the number two seed, Hoban, 28-21, fourth state title for Toledo Central Catholic. Back-to-back years that uh, Tim Tyrrell has lost uh, with his squad um, and then the other game I wanted to ask you about, Division One, St. Ed's and Springfield, a rematch from last year, same result, back-to-back state championships for Tom Lombardo, now his fourth with St. Ed's, fifth overall as a high school football coach. What was that matchup like? How close was that one? Uh, because I was dealing with the flu and didn't get to see any of these games. Absolutely incredible, Kenny. And if, if anybody else out there missed any of the games, Please check out KeonSports.com. We have full written recaps and video recaps of all seven. Now, that game, to me, was unbelievably exciting. 
The scoreboard at times might have not reflected it, but at one point, Springfield came back in the second half, made it 21-14, to and then St. Ed's was able to put them away. The biggest point, Kenny, I can make about that particular game is this. All season long, Springfield protected their quarterback. They didn't let anybody get to him, right? Saying that in 15 games, he got sacked nine times. Nine times in 15 games. It's unheard of. That night alone, saying that's put him down nine times. Wow. They put him on his back nine times. Wyatt Gideon, three sacks. Michael Cobain is going to Northwestern, three and a half sacks. It was those two. They raised havoc. You mix that in, you give Tom Lombardo enough time to game plan, and that was something in itself. It was a, it was a beautiful game. Excellent championship game. What stands out to me, though, and what I think is a, is a never-ending debate when it comes to high school football, was Springfield's head coach in the post-game press conference went off. He was upset because he does not believe private schools should be playing against oh, public schools hmm. in the state playoffs. And he, I mean, he made a bit of a tangent about it last year, and I could tell this year it was really on his mind because he found a way to kind of interpret that into every single question. But the game itself was incredible. You know, I want to ask you the question, and you mentioned a couple of the players. I mean, obviously, we're aware well. We're, let me try that again. We're well aware of Sperling at Hoban, but who else stood out over the weekend? Who should we be looking um, forward to at the next level? Outstanding question. So glad you. Uh, so glad you said that because I got all kinds of notes I wanted to use. <laughs> the uh, South Range quarterback, of Division Five, South Range. Okay, they win fifty-three to twenty-seven to start off Friday morning. Their quarterback, watch for him at the next level. Not sure how many offers he has yet, but Billy Skirpak, again, named Billy Skirpak, three touchdowns in the air for 331, three touchdowns on the ground. This kid was unstoppable. Billy Skirpak built like a machine. He was about 6'5", had a rocket for an arm. Can't wait to see what that kid's going to do on the next level. We already talked about Brock Lowry out of Canfield, their quarterback. He had one touchdown pass. He had one touchdown catch, and he ran for three touchdowns. Like I said, he kind of did everything. There's a couple guys, though, um, you know, further on down the line, uh, for instance, that play in a, a much lower division that probably won't get any, you know, enough press. And one of them is from Division 7, New, uh, New Bremen, who beat JFK 38-6. to Their quarterback, this kid was a one-man record crew, David Holman, 235 yards rushing with four touchdowns. Warren JFK didn't have a single answer for this kid. So everybody out there listening, keep your ears open on the next level for David Holman on a new Bremen. To me, between Holman and Billy Skirpak, they were two of the better quarterbacks this weekend. I actually thought they both outplayed Brock Lowry, who also had a phenomenal weekend. But again, if you wanted to talk defense, I have to give them credit. I've been covering St. Ed's all season long. I've, I haven't seen two better defensive linemen than Wyatt Gideon and Michael Combain come down the pike in a long time. Vince, what about our old pipeline, Ted Ginn Sr. at Glenville? Glenville wins their first title. Anybody heading down to Columbus? I'll tell you what, they, they have some big offensive linemen on that team. Again, I, I think, you know, you're going to see more and more commitments come out over, over the next few weeks. When you see teams get deep like this into the, to the playoffs, they kind of hold off. I know Lamar Sperling, um, you know, the rumors were Buffalo. Now over the weekend after he had that big game, people started talking about Kentucky. As far as Glenville goes, they do have two monster running backs, Javon Goodson, and Deshante Jones. Now, Deshante Jones is built like a linebacker with the speed of a receiver. And that's a pretty lethal combination. Nobody could stop him all year. We got a team up here in Northeast Ohio. Everybody's obviously heard of the Avon Eagles, coached by Mike Elder. When Glenville beat them up earlier this season, it was Jones just running through people. So if that's a name you want to 
keep your eye on. I didn't see too much out of their quarterback, Deontay Rucker. Um, quite frankly, that impressed me at all. But those two running backs are, uh, are ones to watch. You know what? And congratulations to Ted Ginn Sr. Absolutely. First state championship uh, at Glenville, thinking back on all the great players that have come through there that I have covered. His son, Ted Ginn Jr., uh, Marshawn Lattimore, just off the top of my head, right? Uh, been there twice for a state title, came up short, uh, wins his first ever state championship as they beat Cincy Wyoming 26-6 in the Division Four state title. Uh, unfortunately for Cincy Wyoming, I believe this is, they're the Buffalo Bills, unfortunately, yep. <laughs> uh, of uh, high school football, four straight state title games, four straight wow. losses. Uh, that's a hell of an achievement just to get there, but it hurts, obviously, not to win one. Um, but uh, kudos to Coach, uh, again, getting that first step. How emotional was that uh, in, in uh, the postgame celebration and everything for Glenville? Oh, very much so. I mean, he was crying. Um, you know, anytime you see a head coach with tears, tears in his eyes, you know that means a lot. That's a program that's kind of come back from the dead over the last couple of years. You know, all kinds of things going on. Um, you know, enrollment was way down. They slipped down to Division Four, But as I think a lot of people saw this year, they were a Division Four team with Division One talent. This was a team yeah. that could have competed with a Hoban in Division Two. They could have competed with a, a St. Ed's and a Moeller in Division One. They had that kind of talent. And you could just tell. I mean, I spoke with Coach Gain a few weeks back um, in the regionals, and you could just tell this, this season meant a little bit something more to him, maybe something a little extra special. As these guys get older in age, and they've been doing this for such a long time, I think maybe they kind of see the big picture. I mean, I spoke with him the same weekend. Um, Chuck Kyle of Anacious retired, and he was just very complimentary of Coach Kyle. And, you know, he, he's a man's man, and I'll say that. He really is. That is so interesting you say that, Vince, because, you know, leading into the championship games over the weekend, a lot of people thought that Hoban would win on any level, any division. Well, obviously, they didn't even win their own yeah. division. Can we say wrong. that there's any other team? Could the Toledo team maybe have beaten St. Ed's, in your opinion? Oh, my gosh. That's a spicy meatball. I'm actually going to say yes. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I love saying that. Wow. Disclosure, they, they've treated me like a king the last couple of years. But no, Toledo Central Catholic, I'll give you guys this. With the way they played in the postseason this year, I'm not sure there's a team in the state that could have beat them. They were that good. I mean, they jumped out. You know, Like I said, they were up 28-7 to seven at halftime uh, against Hoban. And this was a good Hoban team. Not one of the better Hoban teams over the last five or six years. I'll say that because I've seen them all. But still a very, very good Hoban team, a team that, you know, beat Maslin pretty soundly a few weeks ago. This is – this was a good Hoban team, but I think Toledo Central Catholic had them figured out, quite frankly. Now, again, you know, Apples and Oranges, could they have done that against St. Ed's? I don't know. Um, I don't – I want to count them out, want to bet against them. And I'll say this, I covered uh, Ed's versus Hoban week 10. Hoban came yep. to that game 9-0. And St. Ed, you know, had a tough time in the first half, pulled away a little bit in the second half. But it, it, it's really hard to say. I mean, mm-hmm. quite frankly, the best performance of the entire weekend by a team, not just a player but an actual team, believe it or not, was the most boring game. It was Miriam Local who won 14-6 yeah. to six in Division 6, and their defensive line didn't let Kirtland do anything. I mean, here we are, the mighty Kirtland, sure. you know, all these years of the Hornets is rolling through people. And Marion Local never let him get the ball past the 50. The only time Kirtland got a touchdown was because they had a turnover deep inside Marion Local territory. So on any given night, you don't know what you're going to see. It happens. How about this? Maria Stein, Marion Local finishes 16-0. The Flyers 
uh, move up, I think it was, from division. Did they move up, Vince, or did they move down? They, they weren't in Division Six last year, so they either moved up and moved down, and, and Kirtland did uh, the opposite of whatever they did, okay? So, uh, you know, they, yeah, they meet they moved up. in this. They moved up. All right, so they go from 7-6 to six and still win the state title. 13th state title. Okay, for Marion Local, most in the state of Ohio, second on that list, St. Ignatius with 11. So congratulations to them. And Tiger Laverde, no slouch either. Uh, you know, he's won some state titles during his run there with uh, the Hornets. Uh, they finished 15-1. and one. So, uh, you know, a lot of great games. Uh, and South Range, a winner over Ironton. They finished 16-0. and 16-0. Vince, you've covered high school football for a while now. JT and I talked about this, and we got about a minute left here. Um, how tough is it now to win a state championship and go perfect 16-0 and since the, the playoffs have been expanded? Absolutely unheard of. St. Ed's was not able to do it last year. They went 15-1 and won the state title. We saw them do it again this year, 15-1 and won the state title. It's absolutely unheard of. For Marion Local to be able to do this, it's an incredible Incredible things for their defense. I would advise everybody to go look at the, the Marion local, you know, whatever, press report this year. Go get their scores off of Max Props or Keon Sports. Quite frankly, they shut everybody out. This is a team that played 16 games, shut out 11 other teams. Absolutely incredible. Conversation for a different day. I do not feel there should be 16 weeks of high school football. I'm the biggest high school football fan you're going to meet, and I think it's ridiculous. They should go back to 15 weeks. I think that's another problem. But that being said, I, I can't. It, you're not going to see a lot of 16-0 teams like this. This was truly something special yeah. them and Glenville both. Yeah, South Range 16-0, Marion Local 16-0, Glenville 15-0, All-State champs, Toledo Central Catholic, Canfield, St. Ed's, uh, New Bremen also uh, state champs as well. So uh, congratulations to all those teams. Hey, Vince, for everybody out there, uh, give them uh, ways to see what you guys do there covering high school sports in Northeast Ohio. Tell them all the different ways. Check us out, guys. Keyonsports.com. That's K-E-E onsports.com is our website. You don't want to miss our YouTube page. Swing over to the Key on Sports YouTube page. We have videos of every kind of sport you could think of. Um, high school sports obviously being the biggest one. And I do owe JT a quick apology because as I'm thinking about it, Toledo Central Catholic played St. Ed's Week 1 and St. Ed's beat them. All right. Well, so there I you go. So. Uh, so that that's the, that's their argument right there to say who's the best. Hey, Vince, great stuff. Keep up the fantastic work. Uh, we'll get into your book another time when we have more time to discuss the uh, the rivalries in Northeast Ohio, all right? Sounds great, Kenny and JT. Thanks again for having me on. Vince McKee, follow him on Twitter, at SportsKey, K-E-E, number one, and you can get all that high school football coverage uh, in northeast ohio all right we got breaking news involving the buckeyes when we come back we'll tell you all about that stay with us